this is Florence Brummer. I'm your host of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a weekly podcast to help attorneys and business owners with time management and lifestyle tips. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for 21 years. Throughout my practice, I struggle day by day to find balance between work and life. And that's what this podcast is about, is finding balance. This week's podcast, I wanted to talk about my favorite day of the year, which is December 26th. And I've had this debate with myself, <laughs> um, I think a couple of times on this podcast, where I've talked about what is the best day of the year for Christmas to fall on? And this year it fell on Friday. And actually, I think that may be one of the my least favorite days for it to fall on. Because up until Christmas, um, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, were extremely busy. The phone was ringing off the hook. People were trying to get stuff in before Christmas. And I think if you're, if you're, Christmas falls, like say, in the middle of the week, and you have Christmas Eve on a Tuesday, Christmas Day on a Wednesday, that Monday before, you're probably not getting a lot of calls. And the 26th has always been my favorite day of the year. In past years, I used to schedule things on it because I'm like, well, Christmas is over. That is a huge mistake. It is such a rookie mistake when you're doing scheduling. Never, ever, ever schedule anything on December 26th. Number one, you're not going to want to do whatever it is that you've scheduled. This other thing is, is that at least half of the time, the person that you've scheduled things with is going to cancel. So this year, December 26th fell on a Saturday, and that felt like sort of a waste for me. It fell on the weekend, so it was a weekend anyways. And it still was a beautiful, wonderful day, but it um, it just wasn't the same as when it falls on a weekday, when you just have that quiet that comes over everything. And I just wanted to talk about some things that you can do. I think this podcast is going to be relatively short today, because I know it's a time of the year when things slow down, but it's also the time of the year when we also have kind of a lot to do. Um, we're either decorating or now as this time comes on, uh, taking decorations down. I know that I have a bunch of stuff that I'm trying to get done work-wise um, before the first of the year comes. So there's just a lot going on. And so I want to do a short podcast so that people can get back to their lives and what they need to do. So December 26th, next year, do yourself a favor. As I record this, I'm actually recording it on the 28th, Monday morning. As I've said before, my goal is to always record my podcast on the weekend. And I've had a really, really hard time getting that done lately. I just am not having enough time. So next year, when December 26th rolls around, do yourself a big favor Put an X through the day. You can plan some things, but don't plan anything that has to do with work. Don't plan anything that is a slog, like nothing that you would want, 
not want to do. Just plan. Either have no plans, number one, like nothing at all, or plan the things that you love to do during your quiet time. December 26th can be a really good day for family activities. This year, I scheduled a day at the movies where we um, reserved the entire theater for my family to watch Wonder Woman 1984, and I'll do a review of it before the end of the podcast. And otherwise, there's things that you can do besides movies. Movies is always a good one during Christmas time. And in past years, I've noticed that it's always hard to go to the movies during the week of Christmas because you have all these other people going. There was never a situation where you could rent the whole theater, especially for a reasonable price. Now you can get it super reasonably and the movies would just be insane. And then also any other activities that you try to do, um, you know, in past years have just been hard, like doing zoo lights, for example. But those are real, December 26th is a really good day to do that type of family activity. It could also be a great day to just do board games with the family. Cooking is great, but try, if you're doing some cooking that day, don't make it like you do on Christmas Day. I'll tell you, Christmas Day almost killed me. (laughs) I cooked like crazy. I made a regular ham. I made a vegan ham. I did a bunch of sides. I actually bought a bunch of sides from Boston Market. So in a way it was easier. I was just mainly heating it up, but I had many, many pots going at the same time. I made a pasta too in past years. I've made several pastas in past years. I've stuffed artichokes. I gave myself a break and um, kept it kind of simple, but it still was a tremendous amount of work. And the worst part was the dishes. I did dishes and loaded the dishwasher for about two and a half hours after we were done with dinner. And we did paper plates too, but still with all the serving dishes and serving spoons, it was crazy. So December 26th, I mean, feel free to do some cooking, but definitely don't do your giant meal that day. It's a good day for leftovers. It's a good day for um, utilizing the leftovers to make something, but give yourself a break. Also, um, do something like very, very quiet. And my favorite quiet thing to do is take a long walk. And because it was Saturday, as well as the 26th, Saturday is my day scheduled for my really long walk. So I just did it regular. I slept in a bit. (laughs) You can call it sleeping in. I got up about 7.30. I let myself sleep until the sun got up. And then I sort of took it easy for a little bit. And I started my walk probably closer to nine. It pushed me back in my day a bit. But like I said, for the 26th, I was giving myself a break. Another thing to do is maybe start streaming something, a TV show that you've been wanting to watch. The 26th is a great day for it. Another thing is 
maybe do something that's sport related. I didn't do what I'm about to tell you on the 26th, but I did this on the 27th, which was Sunday, and I played pickleball for the first time. I really had no idea what pickleball was. I thought it was more like bocce, but it really was more like um, ping pong, like a life-size ping pong. I still do not understand the rules. I played with someone, um, I played with my niece and my daughter who understand understood the rules wonderfully and just told me where to stand and when to serve and it made it um, very easy and very fun. Another thing to do is maybe write. And you don't need to write a book, you don't need to write an article, but maybe write in your journal. Or if you're thinking about writing a book or writing an article, maybe do the outline on the 26th because you're going to have a nice quiet day. Some yoga is a great thing to do. And I'm not talking about doing an hour and a half yoga session with uh, tons of flow and tons of poses and tons of strength. I'm talking about a nice quiet stretch. And And if you only want to do 10 minutes or you only want to do 30 minutes, that's fine. Another thing you can do is just take some pictures. I know that we all have our phones with the cameras built in all the time. But sometimes I realize I'm not taking a lot of pictures or at least taking pictures of things that I really want to remember. For example, on Christmas Day, because it was... It was so much fun. Like we had such a great Christmas morning. I realized after it was over, I really never took any pictures. I took a couple. And then the good thing is I was in the moment. So I wasn't spending time taking pictures. But I, I felt like I missed some moments that I maybe would have liked to have pictures of in, um, in the future. So maybe on the 26th, take some pictures that you forgot to take on the, um, on Christmas day, you know, have your kids hold up the sweatshirt that they got or model the shoes that they got or play with the toy and take some pictures and take some videos. I'm going to tell you my all time favorite thing to do is read. And even on the 26th, I didn't have a lot of time for it. It ended up not being as, um, quiet as I liked, but I did actually have some time to read. I actually had a time for a tiny nap, which is another thing I recommend. I, after my walk, I went in my room to get ready for the movie and I had a little bit of time. So I grabbed my magazines, read an article, and then closed my eyes for a while and took maybe, I think it was like 20 minutes and it really was enough to get me going. So December 26th, like I said, is my favorite day of the year and do something special for yourself, but please don't forget to treat some other days of the year like December 26th. This is definitely a me too, because I know that things are going to be, they're already starting very, very busy for me on December 26th, or I'm sorry, starting for 2021. And we don't know what 2021 is going to bring us yet. I'm hoping that with the vaccine and other things, (laughs) that maybe we're going to get back to 
some kind of normalcy, I would like to start traveling again. Traveling and and planning travel, having that cut out of my life, I miss it greatly. What's crazy is you think that with not traveling and and having that extra time where I'm at home and in the office doing things, I'd be more caught up, but I'm not. Um, things are so busy. So I'm hoping for a 2021 that's more balanced, and we'll see. I will be back next weekend with a new podcast. It'll be 2021 when I record my next podcast. Before I record the next podcast, um, or before I sign off, I want to give a review of Wonder Woman 1984. It's really the only new thing I think I've seen since I last spoke to you. I've been re-watching a lot of movies that I love on the IMDb channel. They've had American Hustle and The Big Short and Wolf of Wall Street. And I've been watching probably 30 minutes of those movies every night and then going to bed. Oh, and Hulu. Um, I've been waiting for this movie to be released on something, but on Hulu, they released Bombshell. And it's a movie that I really, really like about the Fox News women and the sexual harassment that they experience. It's really well done. And Charlize Theron gives this amazing performance as Megan Kelly. You completely forget that she's Charlize Theron, I think is how you say her last name. Um, so if you haven't seen that and you have Hulu, definitely, definitely watch it. I'm still doing a bunch of reading. I'm still making my way through Hamilton. It is a tough book to get through. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not enjoying it. I am enjoying it a lot. But it's not the type of book that you can sit down, or for me at least, and read 30 pages. I'll read like four pages here and there because it's a lot of information on every page. Hamilton lived a life where he did so much and to have the amount of information about him and about the politics at the time and about his family and about the founding fathers, it's a lot. So I'm just reading a little bit at a time. I did pick out a book that I've owned for a while I had it at the office, and I cleaned out my bookshelf at the, at the office and brought a couple books home that were more personal books than my law books, and it was a book called Justice by Dominic Dunn. Dominic Dunn is an author that I miss quite a bit. He did a lot of writing for Vanity Fair, and he, his daughter was tragically killed by an ex-boyfriend who actually strangled her to death. She, she is Dominique Dunn who was in the original Poltergeist movie from 1982. And I don't know if he was interested in true crime by then, or if becoming a, his daughter becoming a victim of a crime got him more interested in the justice system. But um, the book that I'm reading, and it's probably out of print, but you could probably get it at the library or on Amazon. Again, it's called Justice. It has a lot of essays um, about true crime, starting with the essay regarding his daughter, which is very, very sad to read from a victim's perspective. 
And he's a wonderful writer, so very, very compelling. And then he wrote about the Menendez brothers. And then there's a ton of essays about the O.J. Simpson trial because he went to the trial pretty much every day and wrote about his observations, which is, it's kind of like getting a, a sideline view. And a lot of things that I forgot about the trial and um, a little bit of escapism, you know, actually, to read about something in the past instead of everything that we have going on in our current lives. And Dominic Dunn has a great perspective on victim rights, which is very, very important. So um, I highly recommend this book and recommend his writing. And I... I had remembered that he had passed away, but I didn't remember when, and I looked it up right before the podcast and saw that it was in 2009, which was crazy to me. Like, how did 12 years, practically 12 years pass since someone who, whose writing was very important to me has, um, has been gone that long? It's just crazy how, how time flies. All right, um, before I sign off, I'm going to do a review of Wonder Woman 2, um, which is actually Wonder Woman 1984, the sequel to the first Wonder Woman movie from about four or five years ago. This is a movie that I have been looking forward to forever. It was supposed to be released in June, and they pushed it off because of the pandemic, obviously. And it really is one of the only big releases for this Christmas. There's a couple other releases. There's a George Clooney movie and the Tom Hanks movie, which seem like smaller type movies. And I really don't even know that much about those two movies. But the real big release, the real big push is for Wonder Woman 1984. And it is also released on HBO Max and I'll tell you it got released Christmas Day and on Christmas Eve night I woke up in the middle of the night and I wanted to put the movie on and start watching it and I said okay you need to show some restraint you're you booked a movie theater to watch this thing so my whole family went to the movies which was super fun that just works out really well because there's a lot of us there was I think 17 of us watching the movie and my oldest daughter has a three-month-old and my middle daughter has a son who's a year and a half and we can bring them with and they can run around and the year my daughter Lily had to take Adam home who's a year and a half because he just he was really running around and even though we have the whole theater it was like making her exhausted because she he literally was running everywhere he took a giant bag of popcorn and just emptied it out and he was in uh in rare form or actually in pretty common form <laughs> right now he's a toddler so it's a lot of a lot of running with this kid right now um so we were all together which was great sat down the movie's kind of long like it probably was two and a half hours 
Um, I don't know if I can recommend you going to the movies to see it. If you have HBO Max, it's definitely worth a watch. If you get HBO Max for the month, I mean, there's a ton of great stuff on it. And it's um, $15 for the month. And there's if you haven't received a free trial before, I believe you can get the seven-day free trial. Like, do that and watch a brand new big studio release. So the first Wonder Woman, I thought, was so well done. And it sort of had three acts. It had her origin story and her life um, on the island where she came from. And then it had her in New York, which was sort of the fish out of water and very comical. And then the third part of the movie was um, all the action and, and the big fight scenes. And it flowed really well. And I always looked at it sort of like a three-act movie. This movie was, gosh, I can't even explain it. It was... Not terrible, but it could have been so much better, and you could see the potential there. It was more disjointed than the original Wonder Woman. So where the original Wonder Woman had the three very delineated parts, this was more scattered. The story definitely made sense. It, um, but was a little bit derivative it kind of took, I felt, from like Avengers Endgame. And it had not, it was crazy, it had like not a lot of Wonder Woman in it. It had a lot of this other character named Max Lord, like a ton of this guy. And it didn't need to have that much of him. Kristen, he, he was the bad guy. Kristen Wiig was the other bad guy. It needed more Kristen Wiig. It needed more Kristen Wiig and Wonder Woman together. And it just felt like a bunch of disjointed parts put together. I could see what they were trying to do because it took place in the 80s. So it was trying to be a commentary on the whole greed of the 80s and the materialism. And it just fell flat a little bit. Um, they brought back uh, Chris Pine as the love interest in a way that was, I don't know, a little disingenuous, I guess. And they, and I don't think the part that I'm going to tell you doesn't ruin anything because I feel like it's shown up a lot in the previews. So in the original movie, they had to get her clothing because she came from an island where she was wearing like her Amazon warrior outfit. So she needed regular clothes from the 1920s to fit in. And there's this whole scene where she's shopping and trying on things that was delightful. And they sort of do the same thing with Chris Pine, who comes to the 80s, and now he's trying on 80s fashions. And I don't think that he would be as, uh, gosh, as confused as he was trying on the clothes. And they had him like very, very confused. And it just seemed out of place and like really trying to play for laughs when the laughs weren't there. Like it was just a scene that did not 
need to be there. Um, it was at least 30 minutes too long. Although I will tell you, I sometimes I'm kind of checking my watch and that sort of thing. I wasn't doing that, but after it was over, I just realized there were a lot of scenes that could have been edited quite a bit. All these scenes with the Max Lord guy really could have been cut down. I think they could have diminished his character more. They could have possibly even eliminated his character and combined it with another aspect of the story. So all I can say about the movie is it was fine. Nothing even close to the initial Wonder Woman. A disappointment for me because it was sort of my... I know this will sound silly, but it kind of was like a light at the end of the tunnel for me. Um, it was the movie we were seeing the day after Christmas. So it was going to be like very relaxing and very fun. And I felt like, okay, this movie's finally getting released after being just um, delayed due to the pandemic. It just felt like it was going to be more fun than it was. It was fine, but it wasn't what I was hoping for. I think it deserves a watch, but um, it really could be re-edited, I think, and um, made a better movie. Uh, and like, for instance, there was a very, very long opening scene, could have been cut down extremely, extremely um, much shorter than it already was, or it probably could have even been eliminated altogether. There was a... I think they were trying to tie it into the rest of the whole moral of the story, but it really didn't fit that much. So in any event, it was fine. <laughs> That's about all I can say. All right. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next weekend in the new year. I'm hoping for a much better new year. I'm hoping that um, you and your family stay healthy Um fingers crossed on the vaccine. We'll see what happens with that. You can find the podcast on SoundClouds and iTunes under Florence Legally Brunette Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can also find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me on Facebook under my personal page and under my law office Facebook page. You can find me on my website, brummerlaw.com. I'm also on Patreon. Have a great week and I'll be back next week.